Welcome to the VP Live Network. Your 30-second countdown has begun. This show is intended for adults of legal smoking age, and as such, the content is not intended for viewers and listeners under the age of 18. Vapor's Place is in no way responsible for the opinions of any host on the VP Live Network. Please grab a vape, sit back, and enjoy the show. Hi, what's going on? Um, yeah, I, I, by the way, I'm sorry, people, I really am. Um, I'm sorry that I did not notify you that I wasn't doing a show last week. Um, I kind of figured it would automatically be an assumption that I wasn't going to broadcast a show on Thanksgiving. But, um, apparently I needed to tell people. So, uh, yeah, sorry. No, I, w- I will not be broadcasting a show on Thanksgiving. I have never broadcasted a show on Thanksgiving. And it's not likely to start ever. Just so you know. Just, you know, I don't know why. It's not like I've got a family and children and grandchildren and yeah so no I wasn't here um sorry um sorry I hurt your little feelers by by not letting you know I wasn't doing a broadcast on Thanksgiving yeah sorry your butt hurt over it <laughs> honest to god there there is so much real shit for people to be worried about right now anyway we don't wait I'll 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 go off on on my whole real life rant later. Um so because there's there's a listener on VP Live that, you know, really likes vaping content. Um so here's my vaping content. Keep an eye out, folks. Flavor Heart's going to um have some new flavors coming. Just saying. Um keep an eye out for those. They are going to be quite yummy. Um so that's vaping related. Um, oh, speaking of flavor art, um, Sean, I I gotta say, um, Sean, the the gentleman that runs Flavor Art North America, our buddy Niagara kayaker, put up this this funny little meme um, that kayaking wasn't uh, a hobby; it was zombie apocalypse preparedness. Because he says that zombies can't swim. Um, and I I do just need to make sure that he understands that when zombies are decomposing, um, th- human flesh creates gas as it's decomposing. So that means that the zombies are going to float. So they don't necessarily have to swim, Sean. They're going to float. Sooner or later, one of them will grab onto your kayak. Just... So you're aware of this. I didn't want you to be surprised when and if it happened. Um, the other, I, my gear, my vape gear is like on revolt. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, my DNA 200 beta, um, shows imbalanced battery. Now I got to get a hold of 
some of my really smart and talented friends uh, to get so that I can pay one of them to replace the lipo cell in my DNA 200. Um, that didn't make me happy. I had a one of my 18650 batteries. Um, the wrap started peeling for no apparent reason. Don't know what the fuck caused that, but you know, it happened. My and it's and it's not my kabuki. My kabuki is fine. Um, I got new O-rings and new glass for it for what you know when I dropped it, taking it outside, which I knew better than to ever do. Uh, there's a reason I have some gear I don't take outside. It's because I fucking drop everything. So in amongst the move and getting things moving and whatever, and I dropped it and broke the fucking glass. So I got new glass and everything, and I was and I was great. Um, I had the same coil in it for I don't know probably about three weeks. Um, I don't know what it is about the Kabuki that a Nautilus coil lasts so long in, but I am here to tell you uh, they last five times as long as they ever do in a Nautilus tank. Um, well, I was great right up until I went to change the coil out. When I had put that one in there, I realized it was the last one in that box. So I just grabbed another box of my Nautilus coils and we're, we're golden, right? Wrong. No. Not so much. Evidently, the quality control on that box of coils um, sucked. Is that the way I want to say that? Yeah, it fucking sucked. Because every single one of the coils in this box um, doesn't want... To thread and hold. Not only do they not want to thread and hold in my kabuki tank, they are being an absolute pain in the ass in my Nautilus tanks. So Aspire, fuck you. You you are on the shit list right now. Aspire is fully buckled in to the shit list right now bastards so there's that oh and 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 as we're talking about nautilus tanks so let me bitch about that for a minute all of a sudden one of my nautilus minis even with coils that that fit in it well um wants to leak out of the bottom it wants to leak out of the air draw um it's pissing me off so I don't know what it is that I did uh, to the vaping fairies, but I need to undo it. I got mods that don't want to work. I've got coils that don't want to work. I've got tanks that want to leak all over the fucking place. Um, the only... <laughs> and... And don't tell Dino I said this either. The only fucking thing I've got that wants to work like it's supposed to work is my marquee. That's it. So, yeah, there's that. So it's not it's not been a good week in vape for me. It's not been a good two weeks in vape for me. 
and I don't know why. Oh, and by the way, um, I was going to have Jay come on with me tonight, um, and I can't because Jay uh, is back working a, a real job, um, so his family has insurance. And so they moved their program to Thursday nights. And by the way, Upstomp, fuck you for moving your show on to the night and time that mine is on because now you can't come co-host with me and you suck. There's that. And I can say that here because Jay won't listen to this replay. <laughs> if Jay does listen to this replay, I'll get a message on Facebook that says, yeah, thanks, bitch. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's been just crazy that all of my gear wants to fail. Oh, and I broke two fucking drip tips. Two. So, you know, at, at least I know the chick that makes those and I can get them replaced fairly easily. And that's about all I've got vaping related other than... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I knew I had something I wanted to bitch about that involved all of you people. Um, and I don't know about all of you people, but most of you people will have seen this. Um, and, you know, I... Alex put up a post um, and, you know, some of the little sissies I got a bitch about everything um, jumped all over Alex. Look, if you don't like what the advocates are doing, do something different. Don't bitch about what they're doing. Don't bitch about how they're doing it. If you don't like it, if you think you can do a better job, step the fuck up or shut up. It's that simple. The other thing is uh, I have long agreed with the statement that we don't need to be using trademark infringement to sell e-liquid in stores. I have also said on numerous occasions that I think it's fucking ridiculous that that vendors think that they need to use cartoons on their labels to sell their shit so what do i see the other day and it and it really just pissed me right off now now we've got people in the diy world who put their recipes up on these different forums and shit where you know the the more likes they get the higher their rating is whatever okay fine whatever you know put your recipes up all over the damn place be my guest that's awesome i'm glad i'm glad you created a recipe i am really glad that you like it i'm really glad that other people like it i'm really glad that you put it out there on the internet for other people to try did you seriously need to use a fucking cartoon? If you put your shit on a public forum and you want to use, say, a picture of the Cookie Monster to draw attention, you're part of the fucking problem, too.
Don't be a part of the problem. If you can't be a part of the solution, it, at least don't be an idiot. So that's all I have for vaping. Look at that. It's, it's 8.13 Central Standard Time. I am 13 minutes into this broadcast and I have another fucking thing to say about vaping. So um, if you were looking for any more of that, um, turn the replay off now. There has been a lot of shit going on in, in real life that some of you might find interesting. Some of you won't give a shit about. I care about it, so therefore you have to listen to it, at least if you're listening to this show live or if you're one of the lovely, lovely, lovely people listening to it on the replay. Uh, most of you are aware of the fact that I moved to the beautiful state of Tennessee from the shittiest state of Pennsylvania. Um, which, you know, uh, the state of Pennsylvania is headhunting vapors of all kinds. Um, state of Pennsylvania not only instituted a 40% uh, tax on vape shops, but um, they also want residents of the state of Pennsylvania to now monthly, um, not quarterly, not semi-annually, not even annually, but monthly, want the lovely residents of the state of the P Pennsylvania who are vapors to voluntarily fill out a tax return for all of their vaping purchases over the internet and send in their 40% tax. And <laughs> I'm not even kidding. There's that. So back to the beautiful state of Tennessee that I moved to. Um, I live in middle eastern Tennessee. And why do I say middle eastern Tennessee? <laughs> because I don't live in eastern Tennessee and I don't live in middle Tennessee. I am in the middle between Knoxville and Nashville. Um, so I'm kind of between the two. Um, we have had a lot of horrible things happen here lately. Um, Mother Nature is pissed off. Uh, the fires in Gatlinburg have been horrific. Uh, Gatlinburg in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee had a rash of wildfires that have um, killed seven people. Um, destroyed so much of that beautiful part of the Smoky Mountains. Um, oh my God, Jason Chat. Um, Jason Chat and I was just bitching about him. <laughs> Up stump, I called you a bastard. Um, and if if you're on hold and you want to talk to me, you you still have to push one, even though the phone system didn't tell you to otherwise I think you're just over there hanging out listening via the phone lines um, so Gatlinburg has pretty much been destroyed I, I see that FEMA has 
authorize some emergency funding um, to help uh, with the cost of putting the fire out. Which is all well, great, and good. But I haven't seen FEMA bringing in uh, temporary housing for these people like they have done for so many when hurricanes hit and things. But that's okay. And why why is that okay? I'll tell you why that's okay. Because here is one thing about about being in in this area. Uh, these people help each other. Um, they help themselves and they help each other. So listen to this. Believe that Oops, how about I turn it back? Now, I've always believed that charity begins at home. Dolly Parton is helping thousands of people who have been affected by the wildfires raging in her home state of Tennessee. The fires have forced families to leave their homes and many won't have anything to return to. My little raggy coat. But the country music legend is employing her businesses and foundation to help them. And to recover, we want to make sure that the Dollywood Foundation provides $1,000 a month to all those families that have lost their homes in the fires until they get back up on their feet. The area is also where Parton's famous Dollywood Amusement Park is located, but it was not damaged by the fire. But it seems her focus is on the families who are now waiting to see what they have to do once the flames have been put out. For InsideEdition.com, I'm Mara Montalbano. Hi, this is Dolly. Now, I know many of you, like me, have been watching the wildfires that have affected the Great Smoky Mountains around Gatlinburg, Tennessee, where I grew up. The Red Cross has done a wonderful job with their emergency response efforts in helping the people of Sevier County after these wildfires. The support, as always, has been overwhelming. Now, I've always believed that charity begins at home, and that's why I've asked my Dollywood companies, including the Dollywood Theme Park, the Dreammore Resort, my dinner theater attractions, including Dixie Stampede and Lumberjack Adventure, plus my Dollywood Foundation, to help me establish a My People's Fund. Now, we want to provide a hand up to all those families that have lost everything in the fires. And to recover, we want to make sure that the Dollywood Foundation provides $1,000 a month to all those families that have lost their homes in the fires until they get back up on their feet. I know it's been a trying time for my people, and this assistance will help. Beginning Friday, you can join our efforts to recover from these deadly fires by visiting Dollywood Foundation. Dot org. Thank you for your help, continued prayers, and your concern. And I hope you'll soon visit our Tennessee mountains and experience the Tennessee spirit. Because, you know, that that is typical of, of people down here. Um, I, and, and I know there's probably going to be a lot of people out there going, well, $1,000 is nothing. Well, you know what? <laughs> when, when how many how many people um were stepping up and pitching in and and helping out um with a lot of these other disasters that we've had i i think it speaks volumes for the lady's character that she's doing this so what what she has proposed that they do is 
they are going to take all of these families that have lost their homes um, and give them a thousand dollars a month for up to six months for them to have a way to get back on their feet and find shelter to put over their family's head. And I think it's pretty freaking amazing. Um, I thought it was fantastic of her. And we have uh, a really good friend of mine's, a lady that I think the world of, Tiffany Everett, um, who is part of Tennessee Smoke Free. Uh, Tiffany does these personalized gifts um, that she sells. And a lot of these people that are staying in these shelters, uh, they don't have anything. Okay? They, they left their homes with what they had in their hands and and fled these fires and and these wildfires because of the severe drought that we had here um it, it went up like matchsticks i i just i really can't even begin to tell you how fast these fires went um because it was Dry grass, dry twigs, dry leaves, dry everything. So Tiffany, um, who is originally from East Tennessee, um, is going to do, she does these gift basket type things. And um, if, if you would like to donate $10 um, to have one of these sent to one of the people, and believe me, there are thousands and thousands and thousands of these people who are displaced. Um, I've got her PayPal address. And if you send $10 to her PayPal, um, she will put your name on a card. And these gifts are going to be hand-delivered by her or a member of her family to the shelters that are harboring all of these people who have lost everything. So if you've got an extra 10 bucks, if you'd like to donate, um, it's T-F-E-V-E-R-E-T-T at Comcast.net. Um, they, I think it's, it's amazing. So um, there is somebody in our community, our little teeny tiny corner of the planet that we call vaping, um, that is doing something to make these people feel just a little bit better. I, for the life of me, cannot even imagine what it would be like to lose my home and everything I owned at any time of the year, let alone between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, um, Tiffany, you rock. You're awesome. Thank you. <clears throat> um, and if that wasn't enough, uh, we had some tornadoes. Not me. Um, I am I am up on top of the Cumberland Plateau. And uh, I have been pretty much sheltered from these things. Uh, we did have some tornado warnings. 
uh, I looked into it and found out that the area that I live usually has at least one tornado a year. I wasn't quite aware of that when I bought this house, um, but that's okay because it's wind. It'll be okay. <laughs> Jeannie does not like tornadoes. No, 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 no. Thunder and lightning I love. I do not like tornadoes. Um, and uh, the, um, the tornadoes did some damage, but um, not... Not anywhere near the scale of tornadoes that I saw when I lived in in Texas. Um, yeah, I was up in Reunion Tower one time and, and saw a tornado hit Waco. It was pretty fucking horrible. Um, but, yeah. So, Mother Nature is pissed. She's pissed. But, um, it'll be okay. Uh, Gatlinburg will rebuild. I think that it was extremely fortunate that only seven people, um, as of now, died in the fires. Seven too many, but it could have been a whole lot worse. Anybody want to hear about Standing Rock? To do that, this is probably going to be a short show because I don't, I, everything I have to talk to you about um, kind of seems really fucking depressing this week. But yeah, so um, if you don't check out um, Redacted Tonight on YouTube, you, you really should. Redacted Tonight is is pretty freaking cool. Um, I like these guys. Welcome to Redacted Tonight VIP, I'm Lee Camp. In a few moments, I'll have on the host of the hilarious RTUK show, Viper's View. But before that, I want to tell you why I stand with Standing Rock. You know Standing Rock, that incredibly important news story that gets mentioned for about 12 seconds on your mainstream media outlets because it demonstrates the continued corporate takeover of our society, but shh, don't, 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 nah, don't even, mm -mm, no, go about your day. And it's mentioned for a whole 14 seconds on the right-wing alternative media, because as long as it's Native Americans having their lives destroyed by the corporate state, who cares? It's not the good old boy Bundy's out there, so it's not important. It's people that are supposed to be abused, right? The right-wing alt-media also doesn't have the time. They wish they could. They don't have the time. They're, they're, they're dealing with much more important stories, such as how a woman said something they didn't like, and on top of that, had the nerve to be a woman. 
But yes, I stand with Standing Rock for a lot of reasons. I stand with Standing Rock because we have exploited and abused the Native Americans for a, lo a lot of years. I'd say at least 20 years. 20, let me, oh, no, no, hundreds of years. We just can't seem to get enough of it. I stand with Standing Rock because the police out there are protecting an oil pipeline. Here's a little, a little thought experiment for you. What if this were a different kind of pipeline? What if it, it didn't carry oil? What if it were a pipeline that, that carried free medication to all the people who couldn't afford life-saving meds, you know, just, just all kinds, just EpiPens and various medications and drugs and just stuffed into a pipeline, delivered, delivered in, in despite Big Pharma's angry condemnation, delivered free medication to just children with cancer, elderly with heart trouble, whatever, what have you. Would the militarized police defend that pipeline? defend it against big pharma lobbyists angrily locking themselves to construction equipment, defend it against insurance company CEOs throwing their $1,000 loafers at the pipeline? Would the sheriff's deputies shoot them with rubber bullets and freezing water cannons? I don't think so. I don't think they would. What if instead of a pipeline built by the rich, this were a pipeline built by the poor to get their, their, their friends and family out of jail. A pipeline of freedom for the hundreds of thousands of people locked away in this country for crimes that did not harm a soul, not nonviolent crimes. Would the militarized police fire pepper spray at the privatized prison lobbyists in order to protect that pipeline? Would they beat down and arrest the lawmakers who passed draconian laws? Because having black people locked up is just, it's just so much better than having them out and about where you got to talk to them. Would riot cops protect that pipeline? How about a pipeline filled not with oil, but with free food for, for people who, who need food? I, I, I mean, you'd have to put the food into some kind of containers you can you can't you could just you could just dump it into the pipe and just extra cereal and and turkey and bunt cakes and orange juice down a pipeline because it and eggplant eggplants it would it would all mix in a disgusting mess you you have to you have to keep it separate somehow in the pipe i mean come on i you got to think this stuff through don't you you know you just slam a bunch of mush into a pipe where's your head at Anyway, if such a strange, such a strange pipeline existed, would the militarized police defend that pipeline? I don't think so. The point is these police are attacking these water protectors specifically because the Dakota Access Pipeline will make billions upon billions of dollars for the corporate totalitarian state. Profit in our current model is more important than clean water, more important than air, more important than your family not having cancer, more important than your sacred ground, more important than your land rights, more important than a sustainable future, more important than Christmas cheer. It's almost Christmas time. 
How can you be more important than Christmas, Christmas me in the face cheer? How, it is the season to be nice, not pepper spray people. I'm, I'm not even Christian and I know how this works, all right? But profit for the corporations rules over all of that. And that's why I stand with Standing Rock. And guess what? Even some police officers are backing away from this revolting brutality. According to the Bismarck Tribune, deputies from Dane County, Wisconsin, were sent to Standing Rock, but only remained a week before the sheriff decided not to continue the participation. That's awesome. We should encourage any officer willing to step away and not get involved. It takes bravery to go, go against what you've been told by, by everyone, your superiors, your, your other police officers. Because I'm sure most of the other cops are like, yeah, f those people for protecting their land. They should go home, hippies. And I, I mean, they are home, but still, they should get a job, hippies. I mean, m most of them have jobs, but still, I shot an 80-year-old woman with a rubber bullet today because serves her right for something. She probably did something. If she didn't do anything wrong, then why is she getting shot with a rubber bullet? Huh? Huh? Seriously, though, these are some brave officers to turn away from Standing Rock. These guys knew when they found themselves not doing the job they signed up for, not protecting and helping the people, but instead attacking them. The officers willing to stand down are heroes. You know, I, I myself bravely uh, walked out of a job once. It's not easy. I was, uh, well, I was, was interning at a soap opera called Guiding Light. No, I, I really was. I was 21 and I needed the money, all right? That, that didn't make it sound any better. Anyway, I was, I was there and one day I realized, I'm interning at a soap opera. I could make more money and be less ashamed with myself by being a drug mule with balloons of coke up my ass. And so I left. And, and, and I'm sure it was even harder for those officers. <clears throat> I stand with Standing Rock because the attack on journalists and the press is a sign of what's to come in our corporate totalitarianism. Amy Goodman, one of the most respected journalists in this country, charged with inciting a riot. Acclaimed filmmaker Dia Schlossberg, charged with three felonies and facing 45 years in jail for filming an anti-oil action. Journalist Aaron Schrode, shot with a rubber bullet by a police sniper during an interview at Standing Rock. Plus, many other journalists and, and, and citizen journalists have been arrested. These are journalists. These are reporters. This is their job. When they are arrested for that job, we do not live in a free country. We live in a fascist state. That's why I stand with Standing Rock. I stand with Standing Rock because if we continue to exploit the fossil fuels in the ground, we will die. Carbon dioxide has passed 400 parts per million for the first time in millennia. 
2016 is going to be the hottest year ever recorded. Arctic sea ice is disappearing. The Antarctic ice sheet is becoming unstable. The oceans are acidifying. We're now in the middle of the sixth great extinction. And you want to keep burning fossil fuels? Are you out of your goddamn mind? You want to set up scores of battle-ready warriors to protect the right of a corporation to doom humankind, to kill us all. That's your plan. F having a future, we wanna make a bunch of money right now. You're cool with that. Pepper spray a Native American elder in the face because she's involved in a prayer circle, praying for clean water. That's what you're gonna tell your kids you did today when you go home and you hand them their mac and cheese? You're gonna tell him you did that. Okay, if you say so. Whatevs, whatevs. If I ever have kids, I'm gonna tell them I stood with Standing Rock. We have to go to a quick break, but uh, you can get our news alerts and exclusive content. Just text, text the word uh, redacted to 444-999, then follow the prompt, it's free and quick. Coming up, I talk with Francis Higgins, host. So, yeah. Um. That's <laughs> that's redacted tonight on YouTube and they they cover a lot of stuff that just gets glossed over. And and yes, I I do understand that that this show has kind of turned into um an episode of anti nanny. Um and God love Jan. Um you know, Jan has opened my eyes to a lot of things and all of them are pretty fucking terrifying um I, it's not shit i want to know but it's shit that i need to know um and by the way in case you in case you missed it um this article is from motherboard um again thank you jan um otherwise i probably would have never read anything on motherboard um now i read a lot of it uh this was written by jason Kiobler. Um, yesterday. In recent weeks, videos shot by Native American drone pilots have shown percussion grenades launched from an armored vehicle deep into a crowd of people protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline in North Dakota. They have shown people being knocked backward with a constant barrage of water being shot from fire hoses. They have shown a line of body, body armor clad cops aiming guns at unarmed water protectors, holding their hands high above their heads. Another video shot at night shows that construction on the Dakota Access Pipeline continues under the cover of darkness. In recent weeks, Dakota Access Pipeline protesters have been tear gassed, sprayed with water cannons in freezing temperatures and shot with rubber bullets by a police force using military-style vehicles and violent riot suppression tactics. Every suppression apparatus the government has at its disposal has been used. Even the National Guard has been called in. These drone shot videos have been invaluable in recording these abuses, and yet those too have been targeted by the government. The Federal Aviation Administration has set up a temporary flight restriction over a four-mile radius surrounding the Standing Rock protests. The TFR applies only to civilians. Law enforcement helicopters and aircraft buzz over the protesters with impunity. 
Experts say the no-fly zone is a blatant violation of the First Amendment that has normalized a chilling precedent set by the FAA during the 2014 protests in Ferguson following the police killing of Mike Brown. By any definition of the word, the drone pilots documenting the Dakota Access Pipeline protests are conducting journalism. The videos live-streamed to Facebook and later posted to YouTube have shown human rights abuses, caught police in lies, and, in the case of numerous videos that show their drones being shot at by police, have documented law enforcement committing federal crimes. Many of the videos have thousands of views on YouTube and millions of people have seen them on Facebook. This no-fly zone is a clear violation of news-gathering rights that are protected by the First Amendment, Roy Gutterman, director of the University of Syracuse's Tully Center for Free Speech, told me. Using drones for news-gathering is a viable modern technique, and this looks like a government action clearly aimed at limiting access to a public place. Since August, Myron Dewey has been flying drones above Standing Rock, a Native American from Nevada. Dewey went to Standing Rock because he wanted to stand up for indigenous rights after seeing mining destroy native lands near his home. He, he brought a drone with him and set up a small media company called Digital Smoke Signals. He, he and a person called Drone to be Wild, with a bunch of numbers in it that are supposed to be letters and yeah it's drone to be wild that's the closest i can come have been the main drone journalist documenting the protests and the law enforcement response to it for years the story has been told by us or i'm sorry for years the story has been told for us not by us this is our opportunity to tell our story dewey told him the drone footage has given the public a general sense of the scale and tenor of the protest the drones have also given many of the water protectors peace of mind during direct actions, according to Rihanna Lakin, who has been a prominent member of the commercial drone community for years and has been providing on-the-ground support and training for the indigenous pilots. The drones level the playing field. They provide a sense of security to the water protectors to know that they are <clears throat> in the air and documenting the truth. It provides truthful and accurate documentation of what's happening so we can take the statements the Morton County Sheriff is putting out and verify it. Dewey said numerous water protectors who have been arrested have had their charges dropped based on the footage his drones have taken, and thousands of people have watched as law enforcement have, have used military-style tactics to suppress the protesters. The drones provide a vis visual narrative. We've seen unarmed people praying and getting shot with a water cannon, Dewey said. We show canisters being shot into the middle of a crowd, guns being pointed at people, medics being shot in the back with rubber bullets. Drones level the playing field, he added. They get us out of jail. They have saved us from having to get close to police to document what they are doing and to document that while these atrocities and abuses of power are happening, work as usual on the pipeline has been happening. Flying drones in rural North Dakota in November has been difficult. The pilots burn through batteries at an astonishing rate, and spotty 4G signal limits where the pilots can live stream from. Most concerning videos show that law enforcement regularly shoot at them, which is a violation of federal law that prevents anyone from firing on a civil aircraft in U.S. airspace. Violating it is a felony. I'm pushing the drones to a limit I don't think they've been tested at, Dewey said. The drone 
was freezing up because it was sprayed with water. There were icicles on the drone. I've had three shot down, one by sniper fire, one by a canister, and a, per and a percussion grenade at another. We're on drone number eight. They continue to fly. On October 23rd, the Morton County Sheriff's Department announced that it had shot down a drone after it had approached a police helicopter in a threatening manner. <laughs> these drones are little, guys. I gotta tell you that, just so you know, these drones are little. But this drone was shot down after it approached a police helicopter in a threatening manner. Soon after, it, peti it petitioned the FAA for the TFR, which extends at least until Friday. In the past, the TFRs have been immediately renewed after they expire. Dewey told me he follows the laws. When their planes are flying, we document them 100 or 50 feet off the ground. In that case, the helicopter followed me. It was probably half a mile from the helicopter. The Martin County Sheriff's Department did not respond to a voicemail or a text message. I left its public information officer. I made four phone calls to two, yeah, two, two phone numbers given to me by a secretary in the department's main office. None of them were answered. The TFR says no pilots may operate an aircraft in areas covered by this notice to airmen. However, it carves out an exception for response aircraft in support of law enforcement aircraft, meaning that the police aircraft continue to monitor the protest camps. In essence, a giant tarp has been laid over the site, allowing law enforcement to act with impunity and without any witness. Peter Sachs, a drone law attorney in Connecticut, wrote on his blog earlier this week. Gutterman of Syracuse University told me that the TFR has the effect of prior restraint, an established First Amendment violation in which the government places a restriction on expression before it can take place. The FAA, has <clears throat> the FAA has been placed in an odd position for an agency whose primary job has been making sure planes don't crash into each other. Rather than attempt to find a balance between the First Amendment and safety, it has repeatedly erred on the side of censorship. Transcripts obtained by the Associated Press show that the TFR placed over Ferguson in 2014 was done primarily to restrict media access to the protest, which Gutterman said was clearly intended to manipulate news gathering. In the past, FAA officials have ordered drone pilots to take videos off YouTube and have received legal challenges from a coalition of news organizations, including the Washington Post, New York Times, and Associated Press, that called the use of drones for news gathering a constitutionally protected activity. As far as the government imposing limitations on technology in public places, I can't think of anything like this. Law enforcement or first responders have a legitimate government interest in preserving safety in disaster scenes by cordoning off an area. But this is a little different, government said. You are putting a bubble over a whole zone without any real legitimate government interest. The FAA told me in an emailed statement that it is investigating several incidents in which protesters have allegedly flown their drones in violation of the provisions of the TFR. The agency said that it is willing to give exceptions to the TFR for news media 
who meet a series of requirements, including the new commercial drone regulations called Part 107, that require a certification and restrict flying at night and over people. The Ferguson protests are long gone, but this issue isn't going anywhere in the near future. In the case of unmanned aircraft, operators must also comply with the requirements of Part 107 and coordinate beforehand with the FAA, the agency said. We have had no requests from media who meet those requirements. The agency added it is aware of anecdotal reports of drones being shot down, but noted that it has only received one official report. Did you guys notice that they threw anecdotal in there? You know, it, it doesn't matter that there's... the there's footage of the son of a bitch is being shot down. It's it's still anecdotal, uh, anecdotal, whatever. Upstomp. Don't don't give me shit about how I pronounce the word. Um, I would really like to say that this is just shocking, but it's not. Um, Gutterman says in order to challenge the no-fly zone, journalists would have to sue the FAA in federal court to have the TFR lifted as an emergency maneuver. To start, they would file a temporary restraining order seeking to stay the TFR, and then there would be a court proceeding. I think this might be an opportunity to test the application of TFR under the First Amendment, he said. The Ferguson protests are long gone, but this issue isn't going anywhere in the near future. Dewey says it's simply unfeasible to get FAA approval for flights documenting abuses. The drones will continue to fly. We are witnessing people being shot, maced, and water cannon. People being abused by beanbags and rubber bullets. We are documenting what happens. We have called the FAA and said it's very important that we get an exception. They have told us their hands are tied. Do we continue to fly and document the atrocities? Yes, we do. Because it's our right. The FAA has not justified what they're doing. I um, I had somebody on my friends list on Facebook put up a, a thing asking about, you know, what was this protest about and what was the problem? Um, and it was in, and he had brought up the, the blockades and that's when, the whole water cannon and rubber bullets and everything came into play. And and what was going on was that um, law enforcement and pipeline workers had barricaded the road to the protest encampment. And the protesters were clearing the blockade off of the state-owned road. We're, we're not talking a private access road. We're, we're talking... A road on a map that you would drive your fucking car on. And that got these people shot with rubber bullets and sprayed with a water cannon in 20 degree Fahrenheit temperatures. Um, this is why you should care. Okay. This is why you should care. The bigger issue right now is how the federal government and militarized police are treating citizens of this country. So if you don't give a fuck about the water, you should care about the people. The whole thing just stinks to high heaven. 
But if if you're not concerned about the water because, you know, you want to burn as much fossil fuel as you possibly can, great. Whatever. Um, you should give a shit about the people, though. Um, I'm going to read you this last one out of USA Today of all places. Um, very rarely do I find anything of substance um, that's in favor of the people printed in USA Today. Uh, so this is a rarity. Um, but uh, this is by Melanie Eversley of USA Today and it was posted today. 2,000 veterans to give protesters a break at Standing Rock. Thousands of U.S. veterans will descend this weekend on a site in North Dakota where Native Americans have been protesting construction of a pipeline that would threaten water and their land. Some 2,000 veterans will join demonstrations against the Dakota Access Pipeline with the idea of giving a break to protesters who have engaged in the standoff for months. The veterans also want to call attention to the violent treatment that law enforcement has waged on the protesters according to Veterans Standing or sorry, according to Veterans Stand for Standing Rock. We want to offer them a moment of peace and if we can take a little bit of pressure off, said Ashley Jennifer Parker, a Coast Guard veteran and a spokeswoman for Veterans Stand for Standing Rock. Two thousand veterans have signed up at the city. Sakowin protesters campsite. Um, the campsite cannot hold more veterans than that, but about a thousand more have said they plan to come, Parker said. The veterans plan to set up on December the 4th and will stay at least through December the 7th, she said, and later added that some would remain indefinitely at Standing Rock. The militarized police paid for by tax dollars is unconstitutional, Parker said. People are being brutalized, concussion grenades are being thrown into crowds, Parker said, and they are spraying people, even old women, and other elders of tribes with tear gas and pepper spray, and all of this is just unconstitutional. I can't believe the media hasn't taken more of an interest in this. Protesters say the $3.8 billion 1,172-mile pipeline that would stretch underneath a lake on the Standing Rock Sioux Reservation would threaten water resources and sacred Native American sites. The pipeline is owned by Energy Transfer Partners LP out of Texas and is mostly constructed except for the stretch planned to go under Lake Aoi. North Dakota Governor Jack Darrell has said it's most likely too late to reroute the project, but he would like to restore a relationship with the Standing Rock Sioux Tribal Council. On November the 10th, he called on the White House to end the standoff. A federal decision on the project's easement is long overdue, he said. Further delays simply prolong the risk to public safety, prolong the hardships endured by area residents, and increase costs incurred by the state of North Dakota and Morton County. On Monday, North Dakota state officials ordered the camp vacated, saying the cold makes it dangerous for protesters to stay there, but law enforcement has continued to allow vehicles to enter the site. The veterans say their action 
will not be violent and they will have no weapons. We will be unarmed, completely prepared for peaceful protest, Parker said. We don't even like the word protest. We're here to help the water protectors, she said, referring to the phrase that has come to describe the protesters. The veterans' action came about after veteran Michael Wood, a former police officer, and Wesley Clark, a veteran and screenwriter, set up a crowdfunding campaign on GoFundMe.com to raise money to help veterans support the Standing Rock protest. As of Wednesday night, the campaign had raised $692,240. The organizers said they believe that if they are treated violently, it will draw more attention to the clashes that have been happening at the protest site. We're hoping if we stand together in formation and look the aggressors in their face, if they can treat us the same way as the way they have treated the protesters, then that should showcase the American people what's going on up here. So like I said, you should give a shit about the people. They, uh, some jackass built a, a Twitter account just so he could say horrendous things, uh, about the fire in Gatlinburg. Um, the one, the one tweet, let me find it because I don't, I don't want to get this wrong. Um, all the, the, the entire Twitter account has been removed. Um, let me go find it. Because it's, it's I, w- I would like to say it's really shocking, but it's not. Um, some people, people are saying some just god awful, awful shit lately. <sighs> oh, here it is. Um, and and the name is Tobias Beecher. It's at one underscore Prague, Prague, whatever. Um, and the account has, has been deleted, but it says laughing at all of the Trump supporters in Gatlinburg as their homes burned to the ground tonight. Too bad. It's not the whole state burning. Uh, C underscore Riley 2010. A few Confederate flag-flying hillbillies losing their mobile homes isn't newsworthy. Hashtag burn, baby, burn. Um. Oh, at I'm underscore cool underscore J. Hashtag Gatlinburg. 95% white people and it's on fire. 
Um, that piece of shit wrote another one. It says, hashtag Gatlinburg. White privilege, white supremacists will rebuild your ever so awesome town back. That's all you keep whining about. That's that's what's that's that's what fellow Americans have to say over the majority of a city being burned to the ground. And I get that whole freedom of speech thing. I may not like what you have to say, but I'll defend until death your right to say it. I sure would like to smack these people with a baseball bat, though. What kind of an actual piece of shit do you have to be to say something like that? I guess I'm just not in very much of a people mood, folks. Maybe next week will be better. Bye, everybody.